Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. Today, I'm chatting with Out Music award-winning singer-songwriter Justin Utley, who has just released his new music video and single, American Nightmare, where he convincingly plays a Jason Bourne-like action hero taking aim at conversion therapy and the current state of our union's blind allegiance with political parties and religion. The single, which features an edgy rock-centric sound, is a different genre for the handsome singer who first rose to prominence in the country pop realm. Justin explains, quote, This whole album has been about exploring edgier, darker themes that I've always wanted to take on, but hadn't because I was told to stay in my safe zone. But I've learned complacency is dangerous. It nearly cost California's LGBTQ community their freedom to marry. I have something to say about this world we're living in today, and I'm going to say it now because I don't believe we can make it through another four years of this nightmare. End quote. I first interviewed Justin back in 2012 and have followed his career ever since. I've always found his music to be personal, authentic, and accessible to audiences. When we first chatted back then, he had just won two Out Music Awards after being nominated for four that year. The honors were for his debut single, Stand for Something, a single written to inspire and motivate action towards securing LGBTQ marriage equality in the United States. Justin is a highly sought-after performer who's appeared on stages across North America and Europe. Along the way, he shared the stage with top international acts including Dan Reynolds, Icona Pop, Tegan and Sarah, Margaret Cho, and Billy Porter. In addition to taking stages by storm, Jason has also been an outspoken activist for the LGBTQ community, working to outlaw so-called conversion therapy, which seeks to change a person's sexual orientation or gender identity, through debunked pseudoscience. Thanks in great part to Jason's efforts, his state of Utah became the 19th state to prohibit the harmful practice. There are now 20 states in the United States which have done so. And Justin promises to travel to any and all states to pitch in and see the other 30 states follow suit. He blames the lawmakers who blindly follow their party lines and church leaders instead of the will of the constituents who elected them. It's one of the reasons he chose to shoot the music video for American Nightmare in a church and include scenes with crowds in blindfolds, unable and unwilling to see the disasters that lie ahead. Justin says finding candidates who will work to unite the country rather than divide us is a top priority this election cycle. I have my sights set on November when hopefully this nightmare will end. Justin has appeared as a guest contributor on CNN's Faces of Faith, NPR, Sirius XM's OutCue, and MSNBC. He's a two-time recipient of the FBI's Inspiring Citizen of the Year Award and Artist of the Year by Sirius XM's OutCue Radio. This past fall, Justin released his third studio album, Scars, a brutally honest, thought-provoking collection of songs. The standalone pop single Survivors has now passed 100,000 plays on Spotify alone, and the three music videos from the album have received over a million views combined. Let's take a listen to Justin's new single, American Nightmare, and then we'll chat with the handsome Mr. Utley.
Justin, how are you? Justin Utley, how are you? <laughs> it's oh been a my, while. It has been a while. You know, I was just <laughs> looking up the facts. Do you know it was eight years ago? It was a leap year. It was 2012, oh February 29th, 2012. <laughs> That's way too long. Oh, it's That's way too long ago. <laughs> way too long. But I have to say, I have followed all of your music since then. I've written about you since then. But I saw you had dropped this new music video for American Nightmare. I watched it, and I'm like, whoa, blow my mind. So Mr. <laughs> right Mr. Country Rocker goes super edgy in, in a fabulously great way. Thank you. It was a lot of fun to make, and I honestly didn't know what to expect because, like, you know, I've kind of always played it into this country-ish, like, everything is kind of... Not warm and fuzzy, but you know yeah, what I mean. Good old country you know? boyish kind of. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of Americana rock, I guess, is kind of what it was pinned as. And in your new music video, you are like undercover, subversive, super agent. You know, it's so interesting to watch musical artists. I hate the word evolve because every musician kind of just goes on their journey, in my opinion. But I look back to 2012. It was February. Candy Fox and I had just interviewed you on the Candy That's Randy right. Show. And yeah. it was like right after you'd released your album in uh, November 2011, yep. Nothing This Real. You'd been nominated for all these Out Music Awards. You won some. And yep. you were like, well, I submitted it. I don't know. Maybe. I, and then you end up winning two or three. I, forget, I think it was two or two out of four. I got um, nominated for four, and I won the country one and the folk one. Yeah. For Stand for Something. Yeah. Stand yeah, for Something. It was, it was and awesome. So I play this music video. Like, I get the link, and they're like, hey, Justin Utley has a new song. I'm like, I'll click on that. And it's <laughs> not only is the track great, but the music video is great. I'm going to say this out loud, and I'm going to leave this in the interview, because I get a ton of music sent my way. I like a lot. Some, mm, But one thing that's interesting to me these days is there are times when people send me something and I watch a music video and it's almost like they've made a music video because they felt like they had to to have with the song and blah, blah, blah. But the music video almost detracts from the message and the music that the artist made. I've, I'm almost like, gosh, I wish you would just send me a SoundCloud to embed because I love the song. Yeah, the music yeah. video kind of, that is not the case in this situation. This music video <laughs> is like so rocking and, and edgy and knowing your history that we're gonna get into in a minute. This is a really good music video for this song. I just want you to know that. Thank you, thank you. In fact, so, 
during this whole process of putting this album together and touching on all these different genres, I, I honestly went through each one with Taylor, the producer, and just thought, well, could this be a music video? Could like, and not just a, a featured artist music video, like you were talking about kind of just making one to make one, but something that could tell a story, something that's visual, something that could like really captivate. And that played a part in what songs made it onto the album, to be honest. And this is a very strong one. Cause I, I've been writing little bits of the melody in my head for quite a while with all this bullshit that's going on in the world. And it all kind of came together when we were doing the album and I was listening to some Nine Inch Nails, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you get it. Just, it. it just kind of all came, yeah, it just all kind of came together and, and it was, it worked. And then in my head, I was automatically just thinking about, oh my gosh, this is what the music video could be. So it's kind of like this matrixy, yeah. lost in the shuffle kind of, yeah, yeah, nightmare type stuff. I don't want to give too much away, but I really loved it. You become almost this like... Like a Jason Bourne type of thing? Jason Bourne kind of secret agent, and you break out. And the thing that's fabulous about this, though, that is so specific to you, and I've always admired this about you, the first time we spoke, it was because you were one of the few people who were speaking out about conversion, th- so-called conversion therapy. And at that time, in 2012, you were one of the first people really bring this to the forefront. As an artist, Not no artist talked about conversion therapy, excuse me, so-called conversion therapy. And now, because of you, Utah, for instance, where you're from, Utah has become the 19th state to ban this ex-gay therapy. And in great part, because you've raised your voice, you've spoken out about it, you've been a big face of this. Talk about that a bit. I mean, eight years later, 20 states have now banned ex-gay therapy. Wow. Well, it it was, it's definitely been just as much of a roller coaster of a journey as the album. It started out with testifying at a couple of hearings and things, and then it got to this full-blown, you know, Equality Utah was a huge huge push as far as the legislation went. Um, and then the legislation backfired when the church, the Mormon church got involved. And then it finally made its way into the department of professional licensing, which is how I feel it, it should go. Those are the people that should be making the decisions as far as clinical licensing goes, you know, if someone's violating ethics or providing treatment that's not evidence-based or malpractice, which is exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, they shouldn't be practicing. That was a really good call on the governor's part to throw, to kind of, I'm not sure if he was just trying to save egg on his face, but <laughs> to, to punt the ball over to that department to kind of take it out of his hands so the, the church couldn't get too upset with him. It was a very, very emotional roller coaster for me when the fight came to my home state. To be honest, I mean, I, I've been through a divorce. It was a really, really rough time. And that was actually during um, writing the album, and to have that going on at the same time, the, the, the conversion therapy thing, it really brought out some of the raw emotion into, into the album. And then especially with the conversion therapy, the win here, it just meant even that much more like that. You know, I'd, I'd moved here to Utah to get married and it, it didn't work out. And, you know, I, I kind of felt like, well, then where's my purpose? Why am I here? And then suddenly this conversion therapy thing started boiling up here and it really brought back I'm always figuring out how I can be a change agent. And I, I feel like that's kind of a calling in my music. And to and have it, it be some sort of a thank you. It thank really you. Does. And thank you. 
it, it's it's important to me. It really carried me through this time through the relationship stuff, and then eventually through the the XK therapy stuff. And it, it really emboldened me when Utah became the 19th state. And I feel like you know if we can do it here, we can do it anywhere. And so. You know, I'm reaching out to a lot of equality organizations and letting them know, hey, if you need me, if you want me, I will be there. I'll be there to fight. I'll be there to testify. I'll play the song. Bring the guitar. Back, tell the story. Yeah, yeah, I'll raise some hell for you, you know. That's, that's what I'm here for. I mean, if you don't mind me saying, there's a part of me that, having spoken to you some years ago, every time I saw your name in print, I'm just like, God, I'm proud of this guy. This is, he is like standing up. And doing something, something was said, something occurred because somebody raised their voice. And God knows I live for anyone who, like, raises their voice. And so just congratulations on that, seriously. Thank you. I appreciate that. Like you said at the beginning, I was kind of one of the, the sole voices in this, you know, when I was speaking out about conversion therapy at my gigs. I mean, this went all the way back to, like, 2000 maybe 2007 is when I finally started talking about it and talking about it in my music and stuff and so it was kind of like I was kind of out in this left field and, and in fact there was a music agent that told me not to talk about it that it was so out of the middle of nowhere that people wouldn't know how to relate to it but I think it obviously as we see now it brought awareness to it and people couldn't believe that it was actually still happening in the United States and so I, I appreciate you <laughs> thanking me for that I mean it's I'm not the only one that went through it. I, I just, I'm, I'm one of the voices that was raised because I just didn't want to put up with it anymore. It needed to be known that it was still happening. Yeah. That's my biggest, biggest thing. Well, the great thing for me too, though, is because I'm such a fan of music and really good music is from the beginning, from your first album, you had all these great songs like Nothing This Real and Great Escape and Stand For Something that kind of brought this Justin Udley message into play, but it wasn't preachy. It, we could still listen to the songs and just go, man, this is a really good song. But if you yeah, understood yeah. the message, you got it. But you've never hit people over the head with it in your music unless you made a point to say so. Thank you. And it's, it's, it's a balance that I'm, I'm proud that I've been able to have in my music, that to have it be listenable, to have it be catchy, to have a hook, yeah, an earworm even, and that you just can't get rid of, and that it also has a silver lining in it somewhere that you have to find. Going back to the music video for American Nightmare, at one point you have this leader surrounded by these political and church leaders that have their hands on their shoulders, and they're nodding their heads in, in unison with the beat. And it's like such a <laughs> powerful image. It's so great. But it serves the music and not just the message. I mean, the, the music is terrific. Yep. And I don't want people to think that, oh, this is message music and you're going to be hit over the head. I don't want people to think that at all. I have listened to American Nightmare like a dozen times. <laughs> and um, just so you know, 100,000 people have, have watched the video in a day. No, I can't <laughs> believe it. It's pretty, it's pretty mind-blowing. Oh my uh, gosh! I'm very it's, proud of it. It's so true. And you know, let's talk a little bit more broadly. Uh, the track is from your latest album, Scars, which I yeah. really love. I wanted to bring I love up it too. <laughs> uh, it, I, you, and you should the song Scars. I should talk about the the title song, which I love, and the music video. By the way, is is again, it's another great partner to the song because you can watch it. You you take a ride visually, but the song itself is great, and it addresses some mental health issues. But you can enjoy the song without being like, oh, I'm being preached to, blah, blah, blah. In fact, that song actually started out as a 
very loud driving Foo Fighters track. I was listening to a lot of David Grohl at the time. Yeah, we recorded a, a demo version of it, and I'll I'll send it to you so you can check it out. But it, it was a really driving, fast rock track, and we recorded the demo at Converse Studios in Brooklyn. And then I met this woman at a at the Sundance Film Festival, and I we spoke on this panel about suicide in Utah because it's still like the leading cause of death in young adults. Mm-hmm. I talked about conversion therapy and this woman talked about trans issues. And after the panel, uh, I, I spoke with her and asked her about these tattoos that she had on her body and, you know, what stories they told. And she said, well, this one, and she turned over her arm and it said survivors, mm-hmm. which is the name mm-hmm. of my, that single. She said, I got this one to cover up the scars that were left behind by my, by my parents' belt buckle. And wow. it totally hit me like a ton of bricks. Like I need to go back and take scars, take the rock out of it and do the right thing and pay more homage to the message and bring it kind of into a reverence and a plea. I mean, I know this is supposed to be about American Nightmare, but yeah, you mentioned scars and that, that had a journey on its own, that song. And so that's why I chose it for the opening track and the title of the album. You also talked about relationships and falling in love or not. Oh, totally. And blah, blah, blah. Totally. And your music video and your single, Waiting for Love, is totally way cute. The music <laughs> video follows you through Adventures in Dating Land. And it's so <laughs> encapsulated. I, I don't want to give it away, so people go go to YouTube. I have the link in the show notes. But... It's so cute because so many of us have been in that situ in these situations, the multiple situations that you portray very lightheartedly and you're just waiting for love. And of course, at the end of the music video, drag queens come to the rescue. Yeah. Isn't which that always they the way? Should. They should always yes, absolutely. <laughs> they will save they will save the world. They will save the day. So I mean <laughs> that's what I love about the album. The album is so balanced with all of these different things. It's man, I am so proud of you. I really am, if if I'm allowed to be proud of you. I mean just <laughs> Thank just... you. You're definitely you've been there since the beginning. So I mean, it's almost like talking to an old friend. It's so cool that they that they told me you were interested in interviewing. I'm like, oh my god. I think it took me not even a minute to respond uh, uh, when when your representative reached out. I'm like, oh, hello, I know Justin. But I really have always been a fan of your music. You're so accessible. And I think that's a big thing, too, in music today is that this is just my opinion. But sometimes people try to be too clever for their own good, that, that they're just trying to be clever for clever. Your music is so accessible. You you have a melody, you have a hook. We can remember the song, we can listen along. It's something I can put on when I'm sitting in my pool, when I'm like dancing around the house. And the lyrics take us somewhere. Like it's not to do run 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 to do run run, which by the way is a great pop song. But yes. <laughs> you know, it takes us somewhere. So what's next for you? I know you had a gig coming up in April. I'm assuming you will not have that gig in April. My apologies. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there was actually a couple of gigs, a number of them, and I, I had to cancel because of what's going on right now. And when uh, we finished wrapping up American Nightmare is when the coronavirus started popping up. And it was just kind of coincidental that this whole nightmare is happening at the same time. I just thought this could not have been timed better, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. I mean, unfortunately, we relate. Just, we get it. Yeah, and I mean, it's. It, I, I've got a couple of other things on the on the burner. There's a there's a few gigs I'm working on in the UK, but again, it's pending on these um, restrictions and such. 
And so in the meantime, I'm focusing on a couple more music videos. In my perfect world, I'd like a video for each song. Like I said, I focused on that when I was recording, but we'll see what budgets are like. <laughs> Trust <laughs> but me, then I I've got I've got two more tracks I'm working on with Taylor. He goes by T Hearts, is his producer name. I'm working on a cover of uh, Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah for a Christmas track with a B-side of a song I wrote called All Is Bright. And the Hallelujah song, it, I wanted to do a music video feature to it and go down to the youth homeless shelter and kind of do a, a little bit of a, you know, showcase these kids that have been kicked out of their homes. Yeah. And can we talk about that in the middle of all that's going on? You know, I support the Ali Fournay yeah. Center in New York City. Oh, yeah, totally. And there's no escaping this for those folks. I, I was talking to the people that run the Alley Fournay Center, and they're like, you know, we, we can't send our clients home because they're homeless. So they have to step up. The crazy thing in Utah is, I mean, it's just a matter of getting some new blood in, in the government here, but they, as they tend to have done in the last century, if there's ever a problem, polygamy or whatever, they just sweep it under the rug and pretend like it doesn't exist. And that's their way of dealing with it. So with youth homelessness, I think the governor, the legislature, both made it illegal for a child to be a runaway, and they thought that would solve the problem. So like, like a kid is going to think, oh, I better not run away from home because it's illegal. It's more likely they've been kicked out. Right. And they also made it illegal for anyone to harbor a runaway, and they made it some sort of misdemeanor or oh, felony. Just... I don't know. So these kids have nowhere to go. They go to the youth homeless shelter. Well, since it's illegal for a child to be homeless, they can't call it a youth homeless shelter. So now they call it a youth resource center. And a couple of years ago, they stripped the place of almost two thirds of its capacity of beds because technically kids aren't supposed to sleep there because they're not allowed to be homeless. So you have hundreds of kids that show up to this place and they leave because there's not, there's no room. And that's just the kids that are showing up. So I I've kind of I wanted to tackle that for this holiday season because it's like, you know, we we're dealing with a lot of nightmarish things on our own in our homes and being quarantined and all these things that are happening. But there's also kids out there that don't have a place to quarantine. And, Can you, imagine? you know, we're we're actually pretty damn lucky to have a place to go home to. So that's just for fast forwarding the, the tape a little bit for after a few months but yeah that's kind of what's on the back burner or not on the back burner that's what's coming up do you mind if i ask just because it is the topic of the month unfortunately yeah. what are you doing uh, are you in self quarantine isolation blah 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 are, what, what do you do to pass the time <laughs> oh my god it's killing me because believe it or not i'm i'm more I, i'm more of an introvert oh i am too um, no oh you're my kidding. gosh it's uh it's it's crazy. So, so like, th- if I don't have my guitar, kinda, yeah. So this kind of or stage in front of me, it it gets really weird. And I can I, I I usually ghost in a social situation if I don't know enough. Oh, people. Justin, we have to compare notes someday on that. Oh my god! Uh, I bad. I learned this about it's myself so... like three years ago. I've been meaning to write about it, <laughs> and I I because I I write about the daily news cycle on such a, a, a daily basis. Blah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to write about it meaningfully, but I realize that I too am an introvert. And, you know, all my friends, you know that I used to be an actor on Broadway, and they're like, well, you can't be an introvert because you're not shy. Yeah, there's no way. And, and yeah, you were totally, on stage. Totally. But what people don't understand is introvertism is about energy and recharging and, 
you know, I'm sure you completely relate as I say this, and someday I'll, I'll oh tell my, God, my listeners yeah. more. I go to these public events, and you know where you're going to find me is in the corner with one person yep. talking about yep. one topic that I that means something to me. Are you? Do you do you relate to that? Absolutely. And and then and then the worry goes through my head. Okay, am I taking up too much time of this person's yes. time because they're the only person I know, and I don't <laughs> want to be that guy that like follows their shadow all over the place. So after this conversation, I'm going to grab a pretzel or two and leave. Yes, that's me. That's me. Yep. Meanwhile, yep. you can take the stage in front of thousands of people in a tank top and a guitar and be perfectly yep. fine. Oh, totally, because there's a barrier. That's right. I totally relate. <laughs> oh my, I'm so yep. glad you said that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, so combine that introvertism with isolation yeah. and I am going a little stir crazy. So I've got some good family and and a couple friends I I see that we keep our six feet distance and stuff. <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, it's 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 getting a little rough. I've got you know I wish this was I wish this had happened. Well, I shouldn't wish it that it had happened at all. But it would have been more convenient for this to happen while I was recording the album. <laughs> right, right. Because you'd have this focus and you you know I, oh well I don't God. need to be out there anyway. <laughs> Right, exactly. Well, listen, thank you so much for having time to chat, and congratulations on the new music video, the new album, American Nightmare. Thank you. I, I was so impressed from beat one, and I couldn't wait to talk to you about it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you for keeping in touch and following and, and all that. I, it means a lot to me. I mean, it really does. It really, really does. Listen, you have a great night. You too. Thank you, Randy. This has been great. Just a reminder, Justin Udley's American Nightmare is available now on Apple Music, Spotify, and all digital platforms. The music video is available on YouTube, Apple Music, and Amazon Prime. And of course, you can find it on, where else? TheRandyReport.com. I'll have a link in the show notes. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you would share it with your friends. I like to think of The Randy Report as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. I'll close this episode with another track from Justin Utley, his lighthearted take on dating in the world today. From his album Scars, this is Waiting for Love. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time. The truth of the matter, no matter how long I've been chasing disaster, it's time that I moved on. For the next best mistake for my heart to make It was last night the last time or the time before last I really don't remember where I was going so fast Or who's the next stop on the way